Hello, everyone. Welcome to Freedom Podcast. Kent Maddox and Beverly Maddox here today. We're excited to get to share a powerful story with you today. It's really miraculous. It's a miraculous story. Our niece lives out in Denver, jumped into a lift with a driver, ended up hearing his story. She says, you've got to meet my Uncle Kent. And the next thing you know, here he is, right in the middle of the service, sharing his story. It was so exciting to get to meet Ebenezer Norman. Uh, we mentioned him in a past uh, podcast that we were talking about transformation. And this is a young man from Liberia. Uh, you're going to hear his story. He was here with us at Word Alive. He is it's phenomenal. He has driven 25,000 lift passengers over the last few years with one goal, to use those resources to build a school in Liberia for children. He's done that. He has a school in Liberia where 1,200 children from five villages attend school free of charge and are receiving a dynamic education. He just returned and built a um, computer, computer lab. lab. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just phenomenal when you hear his story. A 10-year-old Liberian boy in his village uh, that he just said in his heart, he actually believed, and you'll hear some of the story today when he was having lunch with Beverly and I, he's like, I, I felt like I was somehow had lived a previous life and he was did. cursed because I was living in such a place of poverty and I couldn't wrap my mind up. How did I wind up here? <laughs> and he realized that uh, God had a much bigger plan. And the reason he was born there is that he God would use him one day to make a massive difference in transformation. So as a 10-year-old boy, he moved to the city from the village, hired on is a maid in someone's home, sold newspapers, and 10 years old, sold newspapers on the streets Mm -hmm. and put his way through uh, grammar school and high school. Then, by the grace of God, received a... um, uh, scholarship, scholarship to, in Denver to college, finished college there, and then finished his studies at Harvard. Mm-hmm. And now God is using him in transformation in such a powerful way in Liberia. I think you're going to be blessed as you meet Ebenezer Norman. He was able to take a few moments, greet us here at Word Alive. We wanted you to hear his story straight from him. And then, uh, Bevina, I'll be back with some comments and uh, tell you how you can connect with Ebenezer and maybe say a prayer together. W- watch or listen and be blessed. I'm going to invite Ebenezer Norman to join me. Thank you, Davey. Just for a few moments. Come up here, Ebenezer. Give Ebenezer a hand as he comes. Ebenezer Norman is a Lyft driver, like Uber, if Lyft, different company, a Lyft driver in Denver, Colorado. And my niece, Brooklyn, happened to get in the car, picked her from, I guess, from the airport or somewhere there in Denver, and he told her his story, and she said, you've got to meet my uncle. The story is Ebenezer has driven 25,000 Lyft passengers for the sole purpose of taking that money and building a school in Liberia for 1,200 children. Phenomenal. It's phenomenal. He's just flown in here from Liberia, where not only does he have a school with 58 teachers and employees that that is funded, but 1,200 children from five villages that are educated totally free of charge because of this man's efforts. And he is literally transforming a generation because of what he has endeavored to do. Yeah. 
so I wanted you to meet him and him greet you this morning. He's got to catch a flight back to Denver. He's got to get back driving. Um, and, but uh, he told Beverly and I some of his story yesterday, and it greatly impacted us. He's, of course, born in, from Liberia. But uh, please take a minute, Ebenezer, hold that mic close so they can all hear you and just greet everybody and tell us a little bit of your story. Then we want to pray for you. Well, um, thank you guys for, for having me here today. I'm a little nervous. Um, I don't think I've been in from the smack with your people, so um, thank you. Um, you say you're a bit nervous. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is Ebenezer Norman, and I'm a simple live driver. Um, I grew up in a small West African country called Liberia. And as a kid growing up in Liberia, I, um, I used to wonder why, why wasn't I born white? in Sweden, a best magna of Dakota. Why, why did I show up in one of the poorest countries in the world? And as a kid growing up, I never seemed to understand why. So I would go to my parents, my mom and my dad, and ask them, where did I come from? And my parents would tell me the same thing over and over. They would tell me that my, my grandparents were born there, they were born there, and they born me there. More like a logical reasoning. But a part of me felt there was something bigger going on, but I was just too young to articulate how I felt. And so because I couldn't express myself well at the time, I concluded that maybe there was a previous life. And in that previous life, maybe I was such a horrible human being. And maybe this spiritual being God made me black as a punishment and dropped me into a poor place. I thought my life was a result of a previous life that I lived and God was punishing me. So when I was 10 years old, I left my village because I wanted to go to school, and there was no school in my village. At 10? At 10 years old. And so I moved to the city. I was a maid for the family. And so what would happen is that I would clean the house in the morning, and I figured out that they would be going to work. And so I took my second job as a newspaper boy. And so as a young boy, I sold newspaper at the traffic light. And with that newspaper selling, um, I was able to pay my tuition through elementary school, and through junior high school, and through high school. And so once I graduated from high school, I got a break, and I got a scholarship to go to Denver, Colorado. And so I um, went to Colorado, and I was still struggling, trying to, to find my place in this world, because if, if life has no purpose, then what's the real meaning of life? Mm. And so I, I was looking deeper, you know, because I never felt fulfilled. I always had this deep quest to find something bigger, you know, that would bring inner peace for me. And so um, my first four years in college, I, I struggled bouncing from class to class, you know, and I came across a few people, um, like um, there's a woman called Susan Bian to me, um, who um, fought for, you know, women to have rights in this country. I came across a guy from India called Gandhi, you know, who talked about how each of us should be the change we like to see. And there's another guy from South Africa called Nelson Mandela, who I, I read his story. But for the first time in my life, I, I started to see something I never thought about. Um, Susan B. Anthony was white, Gandhi was Indian, Nelson Mandela was black. So they came in different colors, right? They spoke Hindi, Swahili, and English. They spoke different languages, even they came from different geographical locations. But each of them had one single thing in common. Each of them was willing to lay down their lives to make the world a better place. And I said, wow, this, this is a very interesting concept because when I was growing up in my village, we lived in a bubble. It was me, my immediate family, 
and maybe a few friends. And we can argue that 90% of the world, right? We all live in a small bubble. And so I went back to God and said, God, what's he teaching me, you know? And so I graduated from my first four years in college. I did my master, and then I got a scholarship to go to Harvard. And I, and I did my executive education at Harvard. I came back, and I started applying for all these grants, you know? And I was not getting the grants because I was competing against the big guys, you know, the Save the Children and the Compassion International. And I say, so God, what not? You know, so what am I going to do, you know? He put this huge dream on my heart to go and build schools, you know. And so one morning, I woke up, I started driving Lyft. You know, um, I would pick up the first passenger, and it would be $3.50. And I want to get to $500 a day to be able to sustain myself and, you know, and maybe keep the program going on. And I would go to God, and I would say, God, you God. You can just blink your eyes. You don't even need to say anything. You can just blink your eyes, and I will get all the funding I need, and I will go build so many schools, and you, God, will be glorified, you know, because I'm the vessel, right? And God reminded me of this story in, in the Bible about Jesus when he was about to die. The scripture says that he takes his most precious disciple, he takes him in his garden in Gethsemane, right? He goes to God, he says, Father, if, if that be your will, Please allow the cup to pass over me. He goes to his disciple, and the scripture said he's sleeping. In the second town, the Bible says that Jesus said to his disciple, Can't you guys watch and pray with me for one hour? In the third time, Jesus told his disciple, Sleep on. And God told me that story because Jesus Christ is not an ordinary guy, right? This is the man who the Bible said he's the Alpha and Omega, right? When, when God said, Let us make man our own image. Jesus Christ was us in that sentence, right? And he prayed three times. And God said no. And God said, you're still going to die. You're still going to fulfill my promise in life. And so I go back to God. The apostle Paul, he prayed three times too. And God said, my grace is sufficient for you. And so when I go back to God and say, God, why do I have to live? He tells me, shut up and drive. <laughs> Keep talking. You're fun. He told me to shut up and drive. And so, nah, I just, I've learned, like Paul said, you know, I've learned to be content in every circumstances, you know. And through um, driving lift, I have been able to build my second school. I got over 1,200 children in school. And I believe in God, that, you know. That's it. Amazing. And is it okay to tell him you're a follower of Jesus? Yeah, I, and I am, I'm, a, I'm a follower of Christ. I, I believe in God. I think God, if we trust God, anything is possible. Wow. Can you let Ebenezer know how much you appreciate him and what he's doing? They're bringing this money to you. Here's a picture of some of the students. 1,200 students in the nation of Liberia. Beautiful children, young men and women who are being able to receive an education. Ebenezer and I were talking about yesterday. Can you imagine a Lyft driver in Denver that's changing the destiny of 1,200 young men and women in Liberia? And may, and may I also repeat something Ebenezer told me yesterday that so convicted me and encouraged me. He said, people can say what you want to say about the United States of America. 
He said, we have our problems, of course. He said, but I promise you there's not another nation in the world that affords a young man from Liberia to come get an education, become a Lyft driver, and now change other people's lives around the world. Amen. So thank you guys so much. Ebenezer, these are people that are bringing funds, obviously, to help you. And this is just the generosity of these people that follow Jesus here in Alabama. And so we just thank God for you. And we're encouraged and inspired. And Ebenezer and I also had the conversation. He's like, God, because he has thousands of followers. He's been on uh, NBC, did a special about him. He's got thousands of followers. But the Lord's told him, don't ask for anything. He said, why? He said, because you're, I didn't raise you up to do that. I raised you up to show other people that anything is possible if they just put their mind to what they want to do and fulfill a purpose in God. And so can you imagine at 10 years old as a maid in someone's house, put himself through grammar school and high school, found himself a break and a scholarship to Denver and then also a scholarship to Harvard And what God has used with a young man in Liberia, man, what in the world can God do with some of us if we will give our, come on. You know, I felt like we were going to pray for you, but maybe you should pray for us. And ask God to unlock whatever potential is on the inside of us to follow our dreams and follow what God's telling us to do. Would you pray for us first? Come on. Yeah, God, we... We honor you, God, because you are God, you know. You told Moses, I am who I am, right? So I'm asking for this church. I pray Ooh. that you, you bless these people. I pray that you unlock whatever it is you are put into them, oh God. You are God, oh Lord. We're asking you that they trust you more, that they trust you, oh God. Because you are God, the church should be in you, oh God. We pray for everyone in this room. I pray that you touch each other's hearts so that they can go and do your work, and you, God, be glorified. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Lord, we bless Ebenezer, and we thank you, Lord, for raising him up for such a time as this. And, Lord, we thank you that you're going to speak to him. And, Lord, I thank you that you told him, shut up and drive. And now you're telling him, shut up and drive, and let Word Alive help you as well. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. We love you, Ebenezer. What a remarkable human being. I'm telling you, and he's so humble. Um, You know, we asked him if people supported what he does. And he said, you know, I never ask for any kind of assistance that way. He said, this is my life. This is what God has asked me to do. He asked me to be a Lyft driver, and he gets all of the glory in this. And for him to have driven 25,000 people, that means that he averages 60 passengers a day a day a day to meet his own personal quota so just knowing that and after having spent time with him we understand that he is divinely called and this is his purpose and he understands that beyond a shadow of a doubt and he's not asking for anything he is committed and devoted uh, he was so humble in his response about that. He said, there have been people who have, after they've seen my link, have helped support. And he said, and I really appreciate that. He said, but God always makes a way. And of course, part of his story is that in the beginning, he's telling the Lord, you can do this just by blinking your eyes. But he says, the Lord's not going to do that. He's not going to do that for me. He's not going to do that for anybody. There is an aspect of the process 
part of it that we all have to go through to we accomplish what God has asked us to do. That's exactly right. So we pray you were blessed by his story. He's, in my opinion, um, he's on his own hero's journey. And really, um, I believe this connection will continue for many, many years. We really, really believe the Lord has brought him into our lives so that we can help him succeed in this vision. We've sown into Ebenezer's life as well, and we believe in what he's doing. Yes, we and do. we will, we do realize that, he, that some of what the Lord's told him to do is by driving lift, but we also realize there's other things that God is calling to do and he and and we can support him if you would like to you can go to www.ndhope.org that's www.ndhope.org and you can connect directly with Ebenezer find out more of his stories he's been on NBC they've done a special about him uh, he has thousands of followers on Facebook to keep up with the journey that he's on his heart is to plant more schools in the nation of Liberia and, and just make available to children what he didn't have uh, so that uh, he can continue to minister transformation in that nation our vision here is to transform lives a state and nations and so if you'd like to be a part of that please connect with Ebenezer and also if you'd like to be part of our transformation Transformation community. We believe there's a global community of people with like-mindedness that want to connect with one another to see transformation in their spheres of influence. You can go to lifeoffreedom.site. That's lifeoffreedom.site, and you can connect to our global transformation community. Find a lot of resources there that can help you uh, to step into whatever God may be calling you to do. We took away from this that we all have something very significant we can contribute. Uh, if we're a, a homemaker, a house, a, a, a lift driver, a preacher, a mechanic, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever our occupation, there is something inside of us that God wants to ignite for the purpose of transformation and making the world a better place to live. And so we were greatly inspired. I know you were as well. Please connect with Ebenezer and connect with us here. And we look forward to what God's going to do in the days ahead. We love you guys and be blessed.